0: Welcome to Country Day Conversations, the podcast brought to you by Sacramento Country Day School. I'm Ashley Kirby, music and movement teacher for grades PK through third.
1: And I'm Jane McGinnis and teach sixth grade English and middle and high school drama. This is week three of our five episode limited series podcast, connecting our community with some of the really exciting things that are going on in our school.
2: And this week we're getting creative. I'm Andy Cunningham, and I teach middle school art and drawing, high school art, and AP advanced art. Through our core values of creativity, our students explore, improvise, and take risks as they discover and fully express themselves as individuals. Today, we're going to talk about that a bit.
1: Lee, we want to flip the script and would like to ask you, why do you think creativity made it into the top five core values?
3: Well, I think of creativity in two ways. And the first is reflected in this group of you all that we've gathered here today. I think an arts education in particular is really important because the arts tap into what it means to be really human. There are so many things that we think or that we feel in life, and it's often a piece of art or a poem or a piece of music that really captures what we're experiencing. And so to me, a person can't be fully human without the arts. I also really like this idea of living creatively because I think that as human beings and particularly children, as they grow to adulthood, they're creating themselves. Living is in itself a creative act that we're not simply the product of our DNA, but we're constantly choosing to be whoever we are. I think that's why I loved theater from an early age, like as an actor. I got to try on different personas and different emotions and different temperaments, and it's an opportunity to be kind of a different self. So when you think of living creatively as one of our core values, you can see it in both of these ways, what it is to be human and what it is to develop oneself. Ashley, what do you think creativity builds in students?
0: I think for young students in particular, creativity is a way of building autonomy when the students feel ownership over their process, they feel connected to their learning. Carl Orff, who developed Orff-Schulwerk, which is the method we use in the music and movement room, he said, tell me I forget, show me I remember, involve me I understand. And so I think that allowing children to make their own creative choices builds their confidence and their resilience Children learn that they can make choices and guide their own learning, and this brings them a sense of pride and ensures that they'll be lifelong learners of music and dance.
2: It has to do with flexibility for a student, where their first answer may not be their best answer, and they use that as like a sketch to experience a thing and learn from that experience and then use that information that they just gained as a space to move forward to a better Clearer, more concise answer. It allows them that flexibility to experiment and to play in a space.
1: I love the idea of play. And I know at play is really important to what Ashley does down with the lower school children. But for me, it's all about that play and what happens in that space. And like when you're in a play together, that negotiation, right? You have to listen, right? It's developing listening skills and then you have to react to that. And that's going to change. And yeah, that flexibility that comes about in the creative process, specifically like making a play, building that critical thinking and moving beyond the fixed idea of how something should be.
0: That's such an important skill because those are real life skills that children need and adults need, you know, how to collaborate, how to negotiate. And I often find those are hard skills to develop and they can be challenging. But often when the children are involved in a choreography or composition or some sort of project, there's so much joy in the process. And because they are playing, right, they're very engaged. And a lot of those challenges that can come up in group work are kind of alleviated just due to the nature of the work. And I think the context within the work they're doing, just the joy and fun that they're experiencing in arts education.
3: So Jane, how do you feel that problem solving and creativity are related.
1: Well, I'd link that back to what Andy was talking about, About there's no fixed way of doing things. And so you have to think critically and problem solving. How are we going to do this? How are we going to create this world of this play? And I do a lot of physical theater, right? So I tend to use less props and like realism. So how are we going to create this imaginative world using our bodies and our voices. And that's solving a problem, right? there. How are we going to bring this play to life is problem solving at its essence.
2: Through experimentation and failure, you can get this sort of creativity. Maybe you have eight different ideas and idea number seven or three is the one that you really want to use to all of a sudden spur a whole separate set of of things happening, and that very first idea might have just gotten ejected. Although it seemed like a slight failure, it's really the direction that you see yourself going. So I find that like it's a space where the problem is solved by doing as opposed to being static.
1: Yeah, when you think of live theater, right, you might plan, (laughs) you can plan to your heart's content, but things are going to come up in the live moment. So there's a lot of like problem solving that has to happen completely on the fly. And so you have to build that confidence in students to be able to like not let that throw them. Last year, for example, we were performing outdoors. And if in the middle of your play, the ace after school program, kids are like marching across campus right in the middle of your scene, right? Or or something. The students have to totally just go with that. No, And I've definitely had experiences of pieces of set falling down or, you know, someone forgets a line and like four other people have to suddenly figure out how to cover that. I can't think of a show that I've done where there hasn't been that level of instantaneous problem solving happening.
0: I love that idea, too, of like thinking on your feet and pivoting. In my class, sometimes we talk about happy accidents. And I remember a couple weeks back, I had a student sharing a dance treasure, something he had discovered during a dance exploration that he wanted to share with the class. And it was a, a movement that he really liked, but he fell as he was doing it. And so we're kind of like, huh, that was actually interesting, though, because it introduced this like new low level to your movement that wasn't there before. And we asked him to do it again. And he actually decided to incorporate that into his movement, into his final choreography. So it's kind of that real life experience, right? It doesn't always go to plan and we have to figure out how to make the best of it.
1: We play an improv game in my drama class. Yes, and you tell a story, and then you say yes, and or you create something live off the cuff, and someone has to come in and say yes, and and build on that. That's just a really awesome game, I think, for building life skills. I, that has like influenced how I deal with people in in everyday life. It's not no, but is yes, and, and it's kind of a worldview. I think that's really awesome that comes from you know an improv game that we play.
3: Andy, can you think of a story where you saw a student's creativity really blossoming? A moment where they were really able to shine or express themselves creatively?
2: Yes, just this week I had a student who completed four drawings off a like a sketchy idea that he had spontaneously done a small free draw moment and I took four separate pieces of paper And handed them to him. And I said, I need whatever that is over there. I need four more either consecutive versions. It was like an alien flying in a spaceship. And I'm like, okay, I need to know more. Or I need that in separate colors. Because whatever that was that just happened totally spontaneously was beautiful. And I walked away. The next day, there are four more. That's awesome. I don't think he even realizes that he's doing it. To see him do that with zero hesitation is just a perfect stepping stone to like, okay, what's next? What do you want to do? You tell me and I'll get the supplies and I'm just going to feed that little fire because we're not here to fill the kettle. We're here to stoke the fire.
1: Yeah, and that idea, Andy, of like being a facilitator, right? We yeah. have to create the space where our young creatives, right, can do their best work.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool.
1: I've got a student who I feel the same. I have to just give him the safe space where he can feel comfortable to play, and he throws out different accents, different physicalities. He's really just not afraid, and he's a real role model for the rest of the students. And I've figured out like my way of working it with him is to really let him go to town with whatever whatever he wants to do and not try and pin him down to something right away. He really needs to explore and figure out how he's going to play this character. Just to see him comfortable enough to explore and experiment and play with his role is uh, the most rewarding thing, I think, about this job.
0: I love that energy. My favorite part of any one of my movement classes is that like controlled chaos when all the kids are exploring a movement idea together and it's on the verge of being totally out of control, but it's not. Everyone's like, let's explore the idea of wave. Like, can you do it with your whole body or just your arm or while you turn or while you jump? And like, when the kids are in that flow, I think is what. Andy's recognizing too, like they're in that flow. They're not watching themselves and, and making judgments or critiques. They're just trying everything. And it's my hundred percent favorite thing in the whole world is to just be watching all those little people in flow. And because they have, like you said, Jane, that safe space where they feel comfortable trying something new and being vulnerable.
1: Yeah. And I love the idea of giving structure, right? So it's not completely chaotic. And at the same with me, like if I have this like physicality exercise where I present them seven tension states, right? Starting from like what I call defying gravity, the lowest tension you can have in your body. You're basically like staggering around, right? You can barely stand up to complete and utter total tension. And there's like seven steps in between. And that just gives them... Instead of me saying, okay, your character should be like really floppy or like really rigid or I give them seven options and then they can figure out, well, where does my character fit in that tension state? Giving them a scaffolding, just like in the English classroom, you're giving choices for a tension state. Choose one and see where they go with it.
0: Yeah. And giving them the concepts instead of, like you said, instructing them to do one specific way, unpacking the concepts for them and giving them the choice within them. You know, Like I might do the similar thing. In the music and movement classroom, we might be looking at free-flowing energy and bound energy. And I might build the room in two different places. This is free-flow land and this is bound land. And how does it feel to be in each part of the room? And once you give them those concepts, then they can apply them to their own choreography and their own work. And that's really where they get to be the art makers.
1: Oh, I love that. And I love that the flow of how our performing program goes. It's not super product heavy when they're young and then it's all about process. And then the older they get, it becomes more about the product, but still the process. I mean, even for me, I know I've got a product to make, but the process is so important that they have a creative and fun process to make this thing, right? It's not just me deciding this is how this show is going to look. I'm working with them, getting them to make choices and they're part of it. I think so many performing arts programs are just so product based and it's at all costs. We're not like that. And I love that.
3: Jane, what are you excited for in your class this upcoming year?
1: Well, I'm kind of psyched that Andy is on here too, because I'm particularly excited about a collaboration that we have going with our students. So my high school students are performing a play that's set in an art gallery and so we need several pieces of art that are the props that are really central to this play, to this world. And so I have three students from the art program that are creating these sculptures. Talk about problem solving, right? They come into my class. I'm like, here's what we need and here's what we have. What are you going to do with this? And I love that. I'm all about getting students to like be Part of that, and so I'm super excited about that collaboration, and hopefully to build on that and to do more of that.
2: How about for either of the other of you? You have something you're excited about this year? Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to do the chalk mural <laughs> tomorrow, which should be fun. Kids are always excited about the chalk mural. Other than the chalk mural, which is just like one big day throughout the year, I'm more excited about like having kids' ideas like cross pollination in that space where. I allow students to do multi things. One kid might be printmaking, another kid might be painting, another kid might be drawing with pastels. But in that space, so much happens because the thing that's happening like across the desk from them where another student is working slowly evolves in front of them. And they're like, wow, that's cool. I want to do some of that too.
0: Speaking of space, I'm really enjoying right now being in our music and movement space with my younger students. It feels good to have started off the year together in community, being able to explore in person, access to all of our instruments, just to be together.
3: Yeah, what I'm excited about uh, piggybacks on that, which is being in person again. There is just no substitute for being together, for having an audience when you're performing, for the energy that you have together. And I'm also really excited about the collaboration and development I'm seeing in the arts program at Country Day, because we've got a number of folks who either are new or are relatively new. And when I hear the conversation and the cohesion that you all are talking about today, and that people are planning in terms of what kinds of things we're going to do this year. It's really exciting. How does the Country Day Fund impact your work?
0: Well, for me, I got to attend this incredible transformational training this summer in Carmel at the San Francisco International Orph Institute where I learned Orph work, which is a method to integrating music and dance education. Man, I really had no idea what I was stepping into, but it was two weeks, people from 17 countries, all these music and dance educators, and we just got to sing, dance, and play together. It was the kind of experience that reminded me that in order to bring that thrill of self-discovery to my students and that transformational experience, I have to have it first. And I'm so excited to do everything I learned with our kids this year. And I was just really incredibly grateful to have the privilege to attend.
1: For me, there's a number of things. One, we're getting some new lighting system and new board and everything, a high-tech and LED, so very excited about that. And then in middle school, we're putting on a musical this year, which is quite ambitious, super excited about that. And that has, you know, it's costly. We have to get the performing rights, and we have to have microphones for the students and all that. So I'm totally appreciative of being able to have the resources to put on a show like that.
2: Yeah, and, and for me, it allows me to be spontaneous and... Run downtown to a gallery where students are able to meet the artists and be in a a proper gallery space. Go to Sac State where they have great exhibits there too. It just allows me the flexibility to be spontaneous for those types of events.
1: Creativity doesn't just happen on the stage. I think there are other teachers who are doing really creative work, not just the performing arts and the music and the art teacher tapping into students' creative potential in the English class, and I know other English teachers do this too, and history teachers and science teachers, I think it happens across the board. So in English, yeah, we can we do skits and act out the scenes from the books, but also, if you love drawing, then you have the opportunity to create a character poster to demonstrate your understanding of the themes in a novel through visual art. If you love making videos, then you might Demonstrate your understanding of a novel through making animation. So I think there's a lot of creativity going on across campus in core classrooms, not just the actors and the musicians, right? All the teachers are trying to tap into that creative potential of our students.
2: For me, I hope that that idea that they're allowed to experiment and fail and make mistakes and just try again, their like artistic desires and abilities move beyond the classroom where if they're in another class in college and someone's like, we need this as a poster, they would raise their hand and be like, I can do that. I've done this before where other people might shy away at something like that. My own optimal goal would be that when their kids are at country day, of course, and I ask that question to the parents at parents day, how many of you guys still draw? They raise their hands because They've continued throughout their whole life as opposed to, oh, I took that class once, take that information and use it later on in life also.
0: I think that goes back to what Lee was talking about at the beginning of the podcast about the arts being human. When our students have the opportunity to engage in arts education, they feel the arts belong to them, that music belongs to them, dance belongs to them, visual art belongs to them. And I think that a lot of adults shy away from those activities because they feel like, "Oh, I don't understand it or it's not for me, but I think that a country day graduate will feel the ownership over that part of their lives and whether they sing to their child or they dance at a wedding or they they have that bravery to engage in the arts and feel ownership and keep the arts in their lives and that's so enriching for for everyone.
3: If you can build that habit of trying and failing maybe in the art room or in the dance studio, I would hope that that's transferable to every part of education and every part of life. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. It was a really, really great conversation, and thanks for joining us. Next up, we have Minnie Maeda, who is a lower school student. Minnie, will you introduce yourself?
4: My name is Minnie Maeda. I am in the second grade at Sacramento Country Day.
3: Now, Minnie, I understand you're a musician. What instruments do you play?
4: I play guitar, electric guitar, and drums.
3: So, Minnie, tell us the story about how you got to be in the rock band.
4: The first time I played music at school was when in French class I got to play my guitar and play... Bonjour, Miss Me, which the tune was, If You're Happy and You Know It. I got permission from Madame Naylor and Sephora to do that.
3: And that was in first grade, wasn't it? Yep. I remember, I think you invited me to see that when you played in class, I and mean, it was really fun.
4: I just remember you walking in.
3: Minnie, that was awesome.
4: I saw the Garage Band perform at Spring Showcase. Then... Amani came in, which my dad helped her on her project. She helped me meet the grudge band. I just started playing Brain Stew, and the one I was learning. And I, they just, all of a sudden, they just started playing.
3: So, Minnie, what do you like most about playing in the high school garage band?
4: I like playing with them because I feel included there and like I belong there.
3: So isn't there a story where you once played with the garage band and then they were doing another concert during the day or something happened and they actually came down to your classroom to invite you to be a part of it?
4: So, Zemma and Gray, which is the keyboard player and the bass player, asked me to play in the middle school with the garage band.
2: And was
3: that in the middle of the school day? Was it at night? When, when did that happen?
4: Middle of the school day.
3: So you got to just leave second grade class and go jam out with the garage band in the middle of the day? Yes. And how did that feel? Good. So... Um, what would happen if they asked you to play drums instead of guitar? Would you want to do that? Yeah so you know how to play guitar, you know how to play drums. Um, wow you actually could be a one-woman band because you could record yourself separately as a bass player as a drummer, as a guitar player
4: and a singer you
3: could you could make you could record a whole and, and do you sing? Yeah
4: there is a story to that.
3: There's a story yeah. to your singing. We'll tell it.
4: So my teacher who invited me was Miss Cami, or Miss K. I was invited to a jazz choir rehearsal, then the performance, and then in school, I, I when I was when I got to I got to um, sing at school in front of my class, in front of the third grade and first graders. And second graders.
3: So you've sung with the choir?
4: The jazz choir.
3: And played in the garage band?
4: Yes. Wow,
3: that's awesome. And before the garage band, had you ever played with anybody before?
4: No, not not even one person. Nice. Um,
3: Minnie, have you ever heard of the word creativity? Yes. What does that word mean to you?
4: It means fun, joy, and happiness.
3: Awesome. When you're at Country Day, we know you're creative when you're playing in the garage band and when you're singing. Are there other ways at school that you get to be creative?
4: Um, in the garden, I, last week I cut inner-inch flowers, which is creativity. Ribbon wands in PE with Miss Myers in making shapes. And with Ms. Ponce in art class, we did a leaf collage.
3: You did all that stuff just within the last week or two?
4: Yeah, and this week.
3: That's amazing. Hey, thanks, Minnie. Say thanks to your mom and dad for us, too, for doing such an awesome job of setting this up. Thank you for having me. Wow, Lee, this has been really special to listen to. Rochelle, you've been sort of quiet this episode. I have been caught up in the creative magic, but I do want to give a special thank you to the Maeda family, not only for helping Minnie with her interview, but for their help putting together Minnie's piece of this podcast. And I want to thank everyone who's already given to our Country Day Fund. It supports our students, our teachers, and our community. So thank you to all of you who have already made a gift or pledge. And if you'd like to make a gift, please visit our website at saccds.org forward slash country hyphen day hyphen fund, or reach out to the advancement office at advancement at saccds.org. Until then, we'll be connecting with you next week for episode four on Intellectual Discovery.